This is the Half Court College Podcast. We'll start by discussing the Feast Week tournament winners, a coach who's on his last legs, and the fall of the Blue Bloods. We'll finish up by breaking down our top 10 teams in college basketball and discuss some disagreements. All right, so we're going to start with our headlines, and our first headline is uh, tournament winners. And so Arizona won the uh, Maui Gym tournament. Uh, Tennessee won the Battle for Atlantis. The Phil Knight Invitational was won by UConn and the Phil Knight Legacy. Yeah, Legacy was won by Purdue. Other way around, but yeah. Other way around, ugh, we just went over this. <laughs> but close enough, anyway. To the point, doesn't matter. We got, we got the tournament winners. Um, so what would you say is the most surprising result of, of these? Surprising? I'd probably say... I'd probably say UConn, to be honest. It's, it's between UConn and Purdue because I feel like UConn had more good teams around them that could have won it. Purdue obviously had, like, a couple teams, and, like, their path was obviously more incredible. Purdue was able to beat both Duke and Gonzaga, who were in the top ten for the eight people last year. So definitely, uh, definitely impressive. But I think UConn kind of surprised me. And they kind of dominated it too, I guess, is the other thing. It, well, they weren't a super high, like, projected team coming into the season. I guess Purdue wasn't necessarily either, although there was. Yeah, they were both breaking into the top 25 going into the week. Yeah. And then you, but UConn just absolutely completely ran the table. They they 18-point win in the final, 25-point win in the uh, in the semifinals, and 24-point win in the uh, first round. I mean, that's Oregon, but still, Alabama and Iowa State are both pretty respectable teams this year Oregon was a team that was ranked to start the season so it's not like anyone's looking at that going uh, like eh, and, yeah and a 20 point win over a power five team is all like that like they will we'll be against some power five teams where that's not impressive but like the Oregon it's not like they're nothing who do you think was the most impressive uh I think that would probably be Purdue uh I mean as you mentioned they had they, they cleared two of the top 10 teams in the country on their way to the championship um and two teams, generally, you good year in and year out, not just like teams that may just be complete flukes. Although we may get into Duke, Duke may not be great this year. I'm not sure if I'm convinced that Duke's gonna turn or turn the ship around. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so either. But yeah, Purdue is they. To be honest, Purdue and UConn were kind of our sleeper picks from those tournaments. So we were kind of we were on something there. We weren't confident in it, but we were definitely on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think the main thing with Purdue this season is that Zachy has just been completely unleashed. He cleared the Gonzaga team with, like, the guy, man, Drew Timmy may be the best big man in the country. I mean, there's a lot of arguments for that. You got Baycott, uh, you got, um, oh, gosh, you got Chiway. Like, there's there's definitely some really high-end big men in the country right now. Yeah, but maybe it's just Zach Eady. Maybe he's the best. Exactly, exactly. So, like, this is a pretty this is a pretty just, like decisive statement over to Drew Timmy, at least. Although, the, I think the Purdue team, is more well equipped to build like I think they're better equipped to maximize Edie just going down to the post, being almost impossible. Um Gonzaga still doesn't seem to have figured out who else on the team is good. Yeah. Yeah, no, but Edie had 20 points in each game of the tournament. Um and also averaged over 10 rebounds and had a, a game where he had three blocks. That's he's been really impressive. Yeah, and we mentioned Timmy obviously, uh, but uh, Duke brought in two of the top three, like two of their top three recruits in the country were big men and they're both on Duke. 
Um, and I don't know if they're necessarily uh, oh, like uh, not likely. Uh, yeah, Lively ne hasn't necessarily done anything on offense yet this year, but he's still seven foot tall, top top three recruit. So defensively, like I think he's been fine. It's just he can't stay on the court, so that he he's not going to be super useful. And then Flapowski is another guy who you would think would be able to compete a little bit with Edie, and still he just he's kind of scoring at will at this point. It doesn't seem like anyone can stop him. Yeah, and he's shooting and he's shooting 75% from the free throw line, which is generally a guy like him, that's the best way to like slow him down is to make him like earn it at the free throw line. And he's 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 earning them. He's 75% is good for a guy who's seven foot three. Yeah. So it kind of just makes me wonder how good could Purdue have been last year. Cause Zach Eady's all like every year he's been in college, he's been an efficiency monster. Like, the guy has been able to score at will because he's seven foot four with good touch. Yeah, and he doesn't um, shoot outside of like the the circle yeah he's pretty one-dimensional so it's definitely he's a college basketball player more than anything else but and he fouls a lot too which is which kind of keep his minutes down he's not exactly the best the most well-tuned athlete i would say um but still i think that last year they could have been running more travion and Edie, and i think that purdue team i mean they were good last year to begin with it wasn't like purdue i think they, they like oh like that was that was a strong team no matter what but yeah i think that like compared to like gonzaga but like I think Travion and uh, Edie, neither of them can really stretch. Like, yeah. it's not like you're going to, like, get one of them that can, like, possibly hit a three-point shot. Like, Timmy and Chet Holgram both each hit, like, a three-point shot. So, it's a little different, I think. And Holgram can play at the perimeter, at least for the college level. He's playing on the perimeter yeah. a decent amount anyway. He had some handling skills. He, so, I don't know if it would be an exact – I don't think you, you – I don't know if you want both of them playing 30 minutes a game. But I was like going through some uh, like Purdue's games even at the end of the season when they were going on their tournament run, and it was like one to one. They were they were their minutes exactly lined up. It's like twenty three minutes for one guy, seventeen minutes for the other guy. They were played forty minutes combined, almost every game. Like it wasn't it was not a they, they were not they were not seeing the court much set together at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this it's interesting because it feels like Purdue peaked last year with Ivy and uh. Um, Travion both leaving, but the team's starting out strong, and who knows if they'll be able to make a run. But they made a run through this tournament, so who knows? The one thing Painter teams are always good at doing is scoring, um, and it definitely seems like that's going to continue. I, I I have no worries about their offense, and with Ed playing thirty minutes a game, if he can stay safe, I, th I think he gives them a solid baseline for college too. Yeah, they're the fourth best offense on Kempom, so they'll always be able to score. But should we move on to the next headline? Uh, yeah. Sounds good. Um, I think the next headline is probably is Beheim gonna get fired before he gets before he retires. <laughs> See, the real question, yeah, can they do like he's such a legend of the program? Like, do these guys ever really get fired? Can, like, is it like not really? Like, <laughs> like well, he, he's given them so much, but <laughs> it's been yeah. a bad. He lost to Bryant. He had a, a hissy fit on the court after his player attacked Doug Eater. Uh, Doug Doug Eater. Um, he's really not doing himself any favors by not only losing, but also being kind of a, a sissy about it. Yeah, um, like an old grump, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, he, especially because his player started to fight too. It's not even like he was sticking up for a player who like got just like attacked. Like his player hit Doug. Yeah, no. And then I mean, Doug hit him back with like a epic slap, and and then needed to run as far away as he could. It was. I mean, it was quite the, 
are big, I would be running too at that point. Like, because the guy was going to come over to stand up for whoever Doug slapped was going to mess up Doug if he caught him. Yeah, no, this is a Syracuse team that, like, lost to Colgate by 12. Then they barely scratched out an overtime win against Richmond, lost an overtime with St. John's, and then lost, as you said, against this Bryant team that, obviously, yeah, they got Doug from that St. Peter's team last year, but they did lose. Uh, I'm pretty sure what's-his-face transferred away. What's his name? Uh, Peter. Uh, damn it, yeah, I know who you're talking about, though. Like, dude, he was, like, the, he was their big star. It was Pete yeah, I'm pretty sure he like led the league in scoring or assists. One of the one of the two. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's like also, did you expect Beheim to come back? I figured last year with both his sons on the team, that seems like kind of like a, a bowing out moment. There and, is yeah. there is negative reason for him to keep coaching. Like he, if even if he has something to prove, he's nowhere close to doing it. Like he's 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 like five years out from having a relevant roster. Like, this team is really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. There's not much going on at all. And it's like, what is he – like, he hasn't brought in any, like, huge recruits lately. Like, the team is just not – like, what's – He also just doesn't play, like, his good recruits. So, I just – like, you can't just keep putting it off. But like, <laughs> And they've been tra- – yeah, he's been – he's lost a decent amount of them. They've, they've transferred away – like, people are transferring away from him because – He's not – he seems to have a very old-school coach mentality, like, where freshmen, even if they have the talent, 100% have to earn it. Um, like, he lost Benny Williams last year, who was a four uh, – I think a five-star recruit. He was the 20th recruit in the country at the very least. Peter um, Kipps, he, that was the Bryant guy, 25 points per game. Yeah, he graduated, I guess. doesn't seem like he's on a team this year. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's – he. this program's dying – like and they're they're one of the legacy programs of college basketball and he's yeah no, he's really it's I feel like it's just a legacy tainting like last few years for him like he's had these like he like he was a obviously like a top like team and then then they had those years where they were like an 11 seed and they would make runs to the final fours but now it's just no hope even with his kids last year he was there were no there was no hope they lose to bad teams They'll scratch out maybe one upset because I don't know. He just knows how to coach against some people, but and the zone always like the, the, there. There's always some teams in college basketball at this point who are still just not at all prepared to face Syracuse's zone, uh, especially when they get out and they're not doing an ACC play. Yeah, but it just I don't even know. The old coaches are leaving, and he should be leaving with them. Oh, Benny Williams did stick around for some reason. I thought. Went to no, I guess never mind. My bad about that. He's he's there, barely playing still. Well, thirty minutes a game, just doing nothing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it. It does not seem like he, I really don't think they're going to fire him. Like it just doesn't seem like that's something that's going to happen. But <laughs> as long as he's there, this program is not going anywhere. They they need a mutual mutually parted ways like ending for this. This is not going well. Yeah. Yeah, and they even made the tournament. Like it wasn't like they were horrible last year. Like it's like, like that seems like you made the tournament. You got your thought. Oh no, they didn't make the tournament. They didn't make the tournament oh. last year. No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they've been bad for two years now. So. Yeah, I'm getting. They went on their little run the year before. Made. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is he. he that's the thing. Yeah, you mentioned that they went on their little runs. I wonder how many years that extended his job. Like taking these seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven seeds, pretty deep. Yeah, yeah, it's not working. It's not going to work anymore. I think he needs no. to go out mildly on top. Like, 
beat Duke and then literally retire in season. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just get one good win and I can call a day. Just be done with it. Like, <laughs> there's no other. There's no other reason. That's you know that's fair. It couldn't, couldn't be much worse than what's going on now, at least. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to our third headline? Yep. Sounds good. So third headline is the Blue Bloods are bleeding out. So this week, especially, the Blue Bloods just fell down the rankings. Yeah, in terms of the actual AP poll, the highest ranked one at this point is... Well, Indiana is technically a Blue Blood. Yeah. They're the only one that's actually, like, staying up there. They haven't played too tough of a schedule. And Indiana, I feel like they, this is, like, the first good season in a while. I think they were, like, they were playing with their Blue Blood stat. Like, you can't obviously lose Blue Blood status, but, like... yeah. There's the true blue bloods who have been really good for the last decade, and Indiana has has made that a little bit questionable. Uh, and then you got Duke at 17, UNC at 18. Yeah, they're, at- all like, they're all right next to each other. Michigan State, UCLA as well. But yeah, Duke fell nine spots. North Carolina lost twice this week. Fell 17 spots. Kentucky down four just because they lost early and people passed them. Michigan State down eight spots. UCLA down two spots. And then even up higher, Kansas, if you want to consider them, they fell six spots. Yeah, yeah, and I think we have them I, a little bit lower. Than, like, I have them at 16 even, so I'm not. I have, you, I have Duke at 23. I think they're, there's no reason for them to be ranked yeah, that we, I think what we should get into is who – like, I don't think they're all going to – I would be shocked if none of the Blue Bloods end up in the top five range, like I, or, like, top ten to five range, basically. Like, I think one of them, at the very least, is going to turn the season around. Who do you think is not going to turn it around? Who, do you, who are you most – Who like, do I have the least amount of faith in? Yeah, I'd probably say Duke. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Because um, Kentucky, like, I think even Coach Cal said it. Like, they, he said they weren't ready. So I think this could be a team that just, like, figures something out later. They got Sheboy. They got, like, some good freshmen. The Duke freshmen have been inefficient and or not even playing. And North Carolina obviously has the highest expectations. But I don't know. I, yeah, I'd assume North Carolina is probably the most likely to turn it around in terms yeah. of who, who do I have the most more North Carolina, I think and I think Kansas would probably probably be fine. Kansas, I think UCLA also needs to just get another ranked matchup because they just lost the first two. They played a, a like a tournament with four ranked teams, so someone had to lose two, but yeah, I'm definitely not out on UCLA. Like I think they've they've they they put themselves in a gauntlet. It wasn't like UNC who has not before the tournament they hadn't played a ton of great teams they've taken losses to some pretty iffy teams and like i i I, yeah so i think probably yeah i think ucla will be fine also i I, I, they're not i don't like that they're obviously but i don't know what i don't know why i would forget about them as a blue blood um yeah but i think it's definitely duke that like as you mentioned the freshmen have been bad and that was the thing like this is a team that was built around bringing in the easily top recruiting class in the country there isn't like another guy there where I'm, i'm like yeah this guy, like, like, Shiba, well, this guy will turn the team around. Yeah, no, there's nobody established, like, that could, like, just put them on their backs. But I think the most surprising has to be UNC, obviously. Like, they were the number one team, like, almost consensus going into it. And they just haven't, they haven't beaten anyone by more than 16. And then also, like, they just looked horrible in the, tournament they beat portland by eight who literally just there as the host team and then they lost to iowa state and then 
obviously like they went to quadruple overtime with Alabama, but still this is talking at the beginning of the season. That's a game they should win. Like if you look, I feel like if, if it wasn't like, if they didn't have such high hopes, like if people didn't like see them as consensus, number one, this is a resume that says you're not ranked at all. Even coming into the week where they were still number one, they had not been, they had not been like owning that claim. They like for a team that came in with really high expectations after that run, bringing back basically the entire roster. They were, they were at they, their margin of victory wasn't great before the losses. Like they were, they were struggling with some pretty, pretty darn questionable teams. Yeah. And it's not like one of those teams where like you play bad and then Kempom's still back. They're 21st in Kempom. Like they've been underwhelming, but obviously like they have the players to do it. I mean, this feels like UCLA, like last year. UCLA like made the championship and lost. And we're like, oh, it's okay. Like, they earned, no, did they make the champ? No, they, they made the final four and lost. Yeah. But then they were like, they're, everyone's coming back. They have like the best returning squad, but they just couldn't get it together. UNC's kind of feeling like that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. There, 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 there's a lot of, we, what we were talking about early in the season, even that Kentucky and Duke were two of our biggest question mark teams. Um, I, and I think that this is uh, like this. This is kind of held up. These teams that have generally really high expectations, some really high and like wooden award contenders, or like all uh, all freshman contenders, they're they're not answering the questions as emphatically as you want them to be, and that's that's going to keep them out of the top ten for now. Yeah, no, and it's it's nice to see some new faces up there and uh, new people to actually discuss. So I say we uh, move on. We talk about those teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right, so now we're going to talk about our top 10 teams in our rankings this week after probably the, well, definitely the biggest moving week. There was a lot of moving parts. Uh, it was actually a fun ranking to do, definitely. Yeah, it started, it started, things are starting to get a little clarified. The teams have, are starting to put together real resumes, um, and there was a, a good amount of movement, too. We have a really big riser. Uh, like we, we wouldn't even have your on it then, or I wouldn't have your on it then the AP pool did, but. Let's get into uh, number one. Yep. Yeah. Number one, I got Texas. Yep. I got Texas also. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had them at number two and you had them at number one last week and they didn't really do anything, but like, nope. uh, I still like their win. So I actually had them on the tier with UNC, like ahead of, uh, actually, should we, we have the same two as well, right? Should we talk about them as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, we can get into the top top two uh, yeah. at the same time, I guess. Yeah, so we both have Virginia too, and so I actually moved Virginia to like tied on that same tier as uh, Texas, just because I'm liking their wins more and more. Because like Texas, I thought had the like I had them at number two because they had the best win, and that uh, Gonzaga is looking more beatable than we thought. Yeah, yeah, Gonzaga, Gonzaga is definitely. I still, we both still have Gonzaga in our top of ten or eleven. Um, yeah, but definitely not like the absolute world beater that they have that they have been in the past two years. And Virginia picked up a win over Baylor and Illinois, who are both uh, top six, not not fifteen in the AP, but I think I, I have them both in the top fifteen. Yeah, we both do. Yeah, and Illinois is sixteen anyway, so it's like that. They're pretty. They're high ranked in the AP pool too. Yeah, exactly, and it's just. So, yeah, I got Virginia inching closer to Texas because I, I, I think the way that it's looked like it's played out better in Virginia's favor, but, like, it's not, like, anything to be reactive enough. Like, I think Texas winning by as much as they did looks better, but 
still the two two solid wins for Virginia. It's it was actually a debate for me on who to put at one. Yeah, I didn't really have the same issue because uh, I've I've had Texas head to begin with. I think that's definitely reasonable. Um, yeah, I I also think that there's a uh, a pretty strong possibility. I I don't know. These teams both are. I'm pretty high on both these teams at this point. This, this Texas team seems to really be putting things together. Uh, Marcus Carr seems to have like really kind of figured out how to fit into not being like the only option on the team. Like last year, I think he still had a bit of a Minnesota ball in him, and yeah. this, this year he just looked more like he's kind of like let Tyrese Hunter like take over. He understands that he's the main scoring option. He's focusing on passing more. Um, it, I I think this Texas team could be really really scary this year. Yeah, everyone's playing their roles, and the team has been solid. It'll be they they'll have they have a good uh. They have a pretty solid week, so or is that the yeah? So they play Creighton, and then I think they play Illinois. That might be next week, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that is next week. They yeah, so they only got one game this week. That's yeah, that's not. That's but not it's bad. two solid games for them coming up. Just more chance to prove it, and but obviously more chance to fall off the top spot. And they were number two in the people. Uh, yeah, they were. Houston was number one in the uh, in the actual eight people, and we'll get into them. We both have them pretty high, but I don't I don't really see the case for Houston at number one at this point. That, that no, I think that's more of a, I think that's the same thing as like UNC last week. It's just like the expectations going in. They some people feel like other teams haven't passed them yet. I think that a couple teams have, and yeah. So let's move on to uh, number three. I have. Yeah. I have Baylor here. So that's why I have Virginia like so close to Texas because I still think I still really like Baylor as the third best team. Um, their only loss is to Virginia and then they obviously beat UCLA, but they've just been smacking like the small conference teams that they're playing against. Yeah. And yeah, I have, I really have no objection to that. Uh, I have Baylor at five. Um, they start, my next tier down after my top my top four teams are in one tier so they're at the start of the next one so I wasn't quite ready to put them in this group yeah uh, I, I don't really like I, I actually I think I have UCLA higher than you do still yeah I still have UCLA higher than you do so I'm not like low on that win or anything um like yeah there's just not there's really not much issue you can take with them besides the fact that outside of the little main event tournament they did they just haven't really played anyone yeah no that's definitely fair so speaking of playing people, should we move on to your three? Yeah, so I actually think this team may have the best resume in the country right now. Um, it's Purdue at number three. Um, they, the only reason I don't have them at number one is because coming into the season, I didn't have – I had pretty – I had higher expectations for Texas and Virginia, so there's a little bit of still – I think these teams are probably better, and there isn't enough basketball being played for me to be like, no, it's definitely Purdue. Uh, but wins over Duke and Gonzaga um, – both those teams are looking a little bit more questionable. I still think at the very least Gonzaga is going to be really good this year. It's, it is an 18 point win against Gonzaga and a 19 point win against Duke. Like there's uh, the, the blowing out two like, top, like consensus, like top teams to start this, like people like looked at these teams as some of the best teams to start and Purdue just put up, hung up almost 20 on each. And Marquette and West Virginia are both like a lot of teams don't have like, we're going to talk about teams that don't have a second best win of that quality. And that's their third and fourth best win. Like they, yeah. they, they've actually played a pretty impressive schedule up to this point in the season. Uh, and besides Marquette, the games haven't even been like, especially close at all. Um, yeah. And this is a team that's probably going to cruise the, for a while. Now they go on the road to Florida state who 
Did Florida State finally win a game? I think there was, there was seven. We could, yeah. With, uh... <laughs> and then they host Minnesota, Hofstra, go on the road against Nebraska, host Davidson, host New Orleans, host. Uh, they, their next tough game is on the road against Ohio State, and that's not till January. Hey, Hofstra's uh, six and two. Davidson's five and one. These are these could be some feisty. Uh, yeah, but feisty. these are home games for these for a top five team currently. I think Purdue is going to stay in the top five for a long while now. Yeah, and then it's it really is till Ohio State. Yeah, they yeah, if they are playing some Big Ten basketball early though, that's interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely, but yeah, Purdue has definitely shown that they are that they deserve to be ranked at the top five at this point, and who knows, they might not. Once Big Ten play starts, like they might like there might be some weaknesses for them, but. At this point in time, it's it's impossible not to keep them up at the top. Yeah, I think it's, it could just be that I think their offense is capable of just going insane. But once Big Ten play starts, it's always I'm not. I think they may they're probably the best team in the Big Ten, um, but I don't like the Big Ten is just always a bloodbath. It's very possible that Illinois or Indiana um, or even Michigan State are, uh, are are better than them. I'd be a little surprised about Michigan State, although they have been playing with a few injuries too. So this may yeah. we have. Michigan State in their final form yet? Yeah, I don't know. Purdue has definitely put together the best resume, but yeah, I agree with you. Texas and Virginia, like higher expectations, and uh, Virginia also has a great resume to start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the thing. It's why we're going to get to the team at number one. This is why I don't get why Houston's at number one. We we both have them at number four. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we're right for that. Um, and it's because top three teams actually do have really strong resumes. I'm really high on Houston going forward. I think they're probably I, – I don't know if I want to say they're better than Purdue at this point because it's still so early in the season and there's still so much unknown. But I think I would not be surprised at all if they're the best – like if they're better than Purdue. Um, and it's just that they haven't played anyone. Their best win is against Oregon. They only beat them by 10. It was on the road. Yeah. And then just- I think the point that people are looking past, like ranking them at one this week, is they did just only put up 49 points against Kent State. Like they beat them 49 to 44, their only game this week. And I think they might have had someone who was injured or like just like, uh, I don't know what the deal was. But nonetheless, uh, I feel like it's hard to move up to the one spot after, after like having your only game be a five point win against Kent State. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, were they coming in at number two? I guess yeah, so they, were, they were number two. So it was. It's not like it's not like Texas or Virginia beat anyone like that badly either, like that good either. Yeah, they Virginia only played one game this week also against a team that's just as relevant, and they did beat them by twenty-seven. So it's like that's it's a technically more impressive week, but I get why you don't really differentiate between being like quad four teams, really. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I obviously think they're one of the favorites to win it all, but like. I'm like I, I like what some of the teams are putting on the table so far, and like Houston has like honestly given some like question marks, like not question marks, but like it hasn't been impressive, like like hasn't like looked like a number one team. Well, prior to the Kent State game, they had been just like killing all the like like kind of teams they played. And I might be a hypocrite for having UNC ranked number one last last week, even though they didn't do anything. But yeah, did you Houston? Yeah, but you only had Houston at five. Like, it's not like you had Houston number two coming into the week. So it's like you, yeah. Virginia already had them. It's not. Yeah, like, Virginia Texas already had it. Was it was going to be an easy decision? I actually did flip Baylor over Houston. Same tier. I have them on the same tier, uh, but I did have 
Baylor past Houston just because of that Kent State. And just in terms of like a uh, simple rating system, so net rating with strength of schedule, they are number one in the country by a decent amount right now. So I can I can understand why they may be a top, the top team, but I just it's I, I yeah I I think at this point I want a little bit of a resume. Like the, the, there are teams building real resumes. You got to put up a little bit of, of something. Yeah, Houston, they're gonna have like one or two like ranked games the rest of the way. I think they actually do play Virginia, which should be a pretty exciting game. They got St. Mary's, uh, not, uh, wait, is it December? No. Yeah, yeah, that'll be this week, yeah. December. And I didn't quite rank St. Mary's, but I did look at ranking St. Mary's at least. You had St. Mary's all the way up to 16 last week, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's early season polls. Like, I, uh, I, had them, I had them in the top 25 as well, but. <laughs> 17, and then they, I think they lost a game this week or something. Maybe they did lose a game. Yeah, but, uh, but that, Alabama, like, they have Alabama and Virginia still on their schedule, so it'll, it's not like Houston's gonna like is like guaranteed an undefeated record, but their American schedule is gonna be pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, their biggest test is on the in the American is on the road in Memphis, and like I mean that's the last game of the season, so they're all, if they are only like twenty, I don't know, they may just come out and really try and put their foot down on Memphis to get that undefeated season, but it's pretty unlikely. Like, I don't know if this Houston team is good enough, right? Like uh, this Houston team is probably going to take a loss at one point. Yeah, no, definitely. Right. Should we uh, do number five? So this is where we kind of just we actually have the same top five teams. I have Purdue here, and this is where you have Baylor. Yeah, so we just are three and five basically. Like, yeah, we hundred percent flipped our three and five. Um, yeah. And we these teams. So do you want to just keep on down to six? Yeah. So six is the team that I think also another team that I think had a great great week and uh in arizona they're number five in the ap poll and they just they got it done in the in the maui gym tournament yeah 100 percent um they two wins over ranked teams uh and then wait sorry the ap poll had them at four yeah yeah i have them at eight just uh just to say that while we get into it yeah, so two wins over ranked teams. Uh, Cradens has been surging up the rankings. They're number seven in the country now. Um, a big win over San Diego State by 17. So, like, that's fairly impressive. We get San Diego State kicked around, beat Ohio State this week. Um, I mean, there's not, not a huge amount of issue you can take with them. Yeah, this is a team that's scoring over 80 points in every single one of their games. They're allowing over 70 in every single one of their games. So, it's going to be a shootout every, every time. Like, they're still beating teams by a good margin. But they're giving up a lot of points. But I think they have, like, they brought back uh, Umar Balo, who had 30 and 13 uh, against Creighton. And they also brought back, uh, shoot, I'm going to, Karakrissa and Azulis Tubelis. I don't know how to pronounce his name. There's no way I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're looking really solid offensively. And they had a great run through the Maui Jim Maui uh, tournament. Yeah, and Courtney Rainey has missed a couple games, but he's also averaging 18, uh, so they or 16, sorry. So they currently have four dudes averaging over 15 points a game at this point in the season. Um, that seems pretty unlikely to continue, like just because th- that's too many guys averaging over 15 points a game for an entire yeah. season, uh, especially if Courtney Rainey's on the court. But on, like, it's it's crazy because like everyone was like, all right, Arizona's losing Mathurin and uh, what's what was the second? Say that again. Christian Coloco. 
Yeah, yeah. So they both went to the draft, and it was like, all right, like Arizona's gonna like fall off. But like you forget that there's like four really good players like returning that are still like like Omar Bala might be like he might be a better center than Coloco was. Like he's been really good. I mean, I think that that seems a little. I, I was a pretty big Coloco fan last year. I don't think their defense is going to be anywhere near as good as Coloco this year. Like they may be able to score better or even better, even without Benedict Mathurin, um, which is going to be if their offense is better without Benedict, that's going to be pretty darn impressive. But I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if they if their defense is able to hit because they were they were pretty darn well rounded at the at the end of last season with between Coloco and Benedict. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. But yeah, Balo's already got nineteen and ten. Uh, to go along with block and a half, it's not it's not bad. No, no, it's, I, I'm not definitely not definitely cannot hate on what he's doing for them. That, that averaging 19 points as a center in college basketball, especially as a, like with so many other scoring options on the team, is god damn yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah. So should we move on to your number six? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, sounds good. So I got uh, Connecticut at number six. Uh, we mentioned them as one of the uh, the tournament winners. Uh, so that's i mean arizona was too so you know that big big win in your tournament gets you pretty pretty high up in the rankings because it's it's three like pretty solid resume wins to start the season and i think the big thing for me with connecticut is why is i have them so high is they they were just killing them we mentioned in the tournament that they it was all it was 20 point wins basically across the board their lowest win in the tournament was 18 over a ranked iowa state team yeah yeah uh, iowa state's ranks now oregon obviously had some sort of like they were ranked to start the season, not great now, but still, 24-point win on them. And then Alabama, like, they killed Alabama as well. And Alabama's ranked still pretty highly. They're 11 in the AP. Like, these these are impressive, impressive margins against, like, real quality teams. Um, and I'm just pretty impressed. I didn't think I, – I did not, like, really know much about this UConn team coming into the season. They were not who I thought would be one of the real top teams in the Big East. Yeah, I've been, I've been honestly a little ahead of the AP poll – in terms of I've had them like pretty high ranked. I had them uh, 19 week two and last week I had them at 17. I think when they were still only like 25 or 20. Um, but yes, yeah, so last week they're eight now. Um, and but, so you got, you're lower than the, on the, on the, on the appeal polls now. You got about nine kids at nine. Yeah, I like, I like Arizona, but I don't know. It's tough. There's so many, I, I have them on the same tier as, uh, Actually, well, I do have them pretty low. I mean, they it was a pretty big it was a launch. They like I I was I was I had like twenty four last week, so I really launched them up here. I made not quite as much as I lost Purdue, but like it, it was they were not they even coming into this week they weren't their expectations weren't super high. Yeah, no, it's it's it, I think my thing for Arizona they have like like Arizona I have higher because they have like two like teams that are currently. Well, actually, I guess I can't even say that because Iowa State is now ranked. But, yeah, no, there's – I don't really have a good reason for why I have UConn as low as I do. Uh, but, I mean, I don't have a terrible name. But... No, not nine. You're one behind the eight people. I'm just a little – I'm a little high on them. The re- main reason – we're going to get into Arizona a little bit. But the main reason, I just – I like the margin. That's, like, really – I like the, the two-point win over Creighton is nice, but it's a two-point win. Um, and Connecticut's just been beating the doors of these, of these teams. Yeah, and Sonogo's been – that's – like I just I kept like to start the season I kept hearing how like well he was playing I got really high on him and he's really been helping them out eighteen point seven rebounds very efficient shooting uh, they're very like focused around him but I think he's up for the task probably 
Yeah, no, I, I, I've been impressed with this Connecticut team so far. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how. I mean, they, the Big East, Creighton's still around, but the Big East maybe is pretty ripe for the uh, dominating this year. It seems like so. Could yeah. be. Could be. One. Or, there's one or two teams where it's like, like yeah, it's Creighton and Connecticut, and then it's like, who else? Villanova does not want to win a game for their life. And then I don't know. Is is there like a Seton Hall or a team like that that's relevant? Xavier and Xavier's oh, yeah. at St. John's at 38 in the Ken Palm. Yeah, uh, but they, St. John's also there because they're seven now. I don't know if they've really played anyone. Yeah, and Senior Hall is at uh, 57 in Ken Palm. So there may only be four tournaments. There, there may be three tournament teams in the big. There may be two tournament teams in the big. I, like that. Yeah. If you're at Ken Palm at this point of the season, you may not be a tournament team. Um, I would be surprised if they only send two teams just because they'll probably beat like they'll, Xavier. They'll get good records because they're playing like the Big East is bad. Some somebody will get like. If you like, if you win like, I don't even want to put a number. Like, if you like lose thirteen games, you could still make it in. So like, yeah, I would be. I bet. I bet it's going to be three or four teams. But there are really only two locks. Like that. If I had like, I if I had to pick the third team, I do not really have an opinion. I'm pretty confident Xavier is the third team, but there's still a huge step down. Yeah, exactly. And and they're already four and three, like in non-conference play. So they're going to need like they they played a lot. Yeah, so I'm not really trying to follow them. Yeah, they had a tough schedule. Their losses have been to good teams, like across the board. I'm, uh, well, one bad loss, I guess, but they're that they have like mostly pretty high in losses at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, Indiana by two, Duke by seven, Gonzaga by four. Okay, wait, no, it's all good losses. I don't know what I would look at. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I think this is a good team that'll pop its head back up in the rankings at some point. Yeah, this is what you get when you're the Phil Knight legacy with uh, Duke, Gonzaga, and they managed to avoid Purdue. But, like, they were – when you're the fourth best team in your tournament, you're going to take some losses. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to seven. Seven's where I got Creighton. I, uh, I got Tennessee here. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Creighton, and then we'll hold the Tennessee conversation because I want to talk about it compared to your eighth team after. But uh, Creighton uh, – where do you actually have Creighton? I have them at 13. It's been a slow climb. I mean, because I started the season with them unranked, I think, completely unranked. Yes, you didn't. This this was your this was your Auburn team of last year where you're like, I don't understand it. I don't know if they were locked to make the playoffs or to make, I, make the so, tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, so I'm, apparently I'm blessing teams when I say that. I'll, come, I'll say that about Ohio State next year. Actually, I did say that about Ohio State this year. Perfect. Then that's that's why they peaked ahead into the top 25. But yeah, no, this Creighton team is – gotten wins against Texas Tech, who's no longer ranked, but was ranked for the first three weeks of the season. And then a really, really solid Arkansas team. And then an extremely close loss to Arizona, who's number four in the country. I don't think there's uh, much to fault them for other than, honestly, I fault them more for their 12-point win against St. Thomas than, like, their loss to Arizona. I mean, they're, they're St. Thomas, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton of issue with it. Uh, like, you, you play one of the best teams in the country really competitively. Um, I think I'm not sure if I really believe. I don't know how good that Texas Tech win is going to look. Uh, I don't think Tech's a bad team. They're probably going to make the tournament. Like the, they're probably a tournament team this year. Um, but if that's your second best win, like that's a little bit iffy. Although like there are clearly teams that haven't put even that much of a resume together right, at this point. Fine, let's, move, let's move on to your team at number seven. What is Tennessee's second best win? Um, you know, they went to overtime with USC. Yeah. That's their second best win. All right. Creighton's really screwing up here, huh? I mean, I think the biggest thing I, – I think the big thing Tennessee has is they have a 
better top win. I, I still prefer being Kansas by 14 to anything that Creighton's done at this point in the season. Yeah, I think I think that's fair, but I think their top end win isn't like out like like crazy better than like Creighton's like top end wins. And I think that their loss to Colorado, like compared to like a really close loss to Arizona, like Creighton's been competitive. Tennessee, like just they like completely fell apart against Colorado. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's I mean, Colorado, they may be actually a pretty functional team. Like they call I like I don't know if they're gonna be good this year, but like Colorado always has their like Oh, like they're, they're like they're like Oregon to me over the past few years, where it's like, well, how is this team? How do you get that win and then lose to that team? Like, what like what the hell are you guys doing out there? Yeah, um, it, it's a fourteen point win against Kansas is impressive, but then you put it next to twelve point loss against Colorado. It's just like, and it's a basically a home. It basically was a home game for Tennessee that Colorado game. Yeah, yeah. If you're Nashville, yeah, they're, 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 I can't imagine there were a ton of Colorado fans at that game. Yeah, and I just feel like you. Tennessee finally got a win that made you feel better about their Ken Palm ranking, and that's why you got them so high. I mean, I had them higher. I haven't like I started the season with them higher than Ken Palm. I've been I've been above Tennessee. I've been above Ken Palm on Tennessee for most of the season. Well, not most of the season, but at least as coming in, coming into the season. Um, Let's move to your eighth team because that's what I want. I want. I do want to ask about that. Your who do you got at eight? I so I got Arizona at eight. Uh, it's again. It's the same case. Like I think the top win that like that Tennessee has like I know that they don't haven't they haven't backed it up with second win yet uh so I guess in terms of cumulative resume I can see I can see how their resume isn't as strong as Arizona or Creighton but I still prefer the top end win their defense has looked pretty damn impressive like they put like holding Kansas at 50 points is kind of incredible yeah but my what I want what I want to bring up is last week you had Arizona at 12 and you had Tennessee at 22 and now you have Tennessee ahead of them because of a Kansas win when Arizona also picked up three incredible wins and has no losses on their resume I I don't see how you can have Arizona below Tennessee I just don't I mean it's a similar like it's why it's like similar to why I don't have Purdue at number one I, I like if I'm going by team quality I think Tennessee's a better team than Arizona is. but uh, I don't even know Arizona has three scores I love better than the first Tennessee score <laughs> Oh, 100. I'm, you, if you want me to make a case defending the scoring on Tennessee, that will not happen. I will not defend any of the individual scores on Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but Tennessee so that feels like a team where they'll hold people to like 55, but then they'll lose because they only scored 52 themselves. Like, I don't know if they're that bad. Like, they got, they got, it's, they're, they're, they're a, they're a mess. They got four guys all scoring over 10 points in the game right now. Uh, Josiah Jordan James actually missed their leading score, missed like their winning streak. So I don't yeah, know if that's a good. That is, that is a fair point. He there like, he's only played three games. So but he did play the Colorado game. <laughs> oh, he did. All right. Well, then no credit. No credit for that. But, it, so he's their leading scorer, but he missed their biggest win, and it was in there for their like biggest loss. Um, so yeah. that's not. Gotta hard. love. The, gotta love the consistency from Tennessee here. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I. If it were just going by resume, yeah, I get your point. Tennessee probably does not have the eight, seven best resume in the country. Um, but I'm still early enough in the season. I want to, I'm willing to go based on some gut feeling a little bit. Yeah. But also to your point, obviously yeah, 15 point win, but you have Kansas at 16 now. Like, like, it's not like it's a top team in your, in like your, in your view. Like I have Kansas at 
14 and actually have Tennessee at 16. I really just, I'm not going to give into that yet. I was probably a little low because the AP polls are 13, but seventh is, is, is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I started the season with that too. Like I, I, I think I'm showing like a great deal of strength right now. Yeah. You're real hot and cold with them. You're like, they give you one result. They fly down. They give you another result. They fly up your rankings. <laughs> it could be a bit because you may be right about the whole they could be like a bit of a TCU like last year where their defense is so good that they're just playing these really low score games and they just end up with like a half dozen one point losses where it's just like they did the like, same thing last year like this is this is the Tennessee team like yeah that, that defense should be even better this year the whole team's to like 50 points instead of 55 now yeah and well they got Maryland coming up so I bet they I bet they like lose to Maryland. You'll have them go down like, like down down out of the rankings, and then they'll play a close game against Arizona, and they'll be back above Arizona somehow. Like, <laughs> you get too. You're giving Tennessee too much credit. Arizona, Arizona. Well, they play. Oh, they play Indiana. Interesting. Uh, they could maybe. They're, yeah, they're probably not going to fall much lower. I'm excited for that Arizona Tennessee game. I, this this is this is building hype for that game, at least for me personally. Yeah, it's it's competitive now. I hope Arizona kills Tennessee. <laughs> I right. just, yeah, we should move on for Tennessee. I I think that I'm just still really a Tennessee believer, and as long as there's any evidence that that's true, that's fair. I respect you for backing your opinion from the beginning, but <laughs> except for when you had to drop all the way down. I mean, because I gotta like respect the resume a little bit. Like I can't. Like they were like three to no, one. At that, like, at that point, at that point, there was no reason to have them like higher than like top twenty. And this, at this point, there is a reason. Like I, it's fair, but yeah, I, I don't. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna back that. I, I, I don't have Tennessee in my top fifteen yet. Yeah, I can't get them lower than ten. I just, that's just not, not happening. <laughs> uh, so let's let's move on to uh, number nine. Uh, I still haven't said my eight. I had you go first. Oh, yeah. Eight, I have Indiana. That's another team that's kind of just like sitting there, like not doing much. Uh, I think, where's Indiana? Were they 11th, tied for 11th this week in the AP poll? They were 10th. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so Indiana did not play in one of those big tournaments, so they didn't like get the opportunity. They were in the Hooser tip-off classic. Yeah. Who do they play in that? They won the Hooser tip-off classic. They beat Miami, Ohio, Little Rock, and Jackson State, and those teams have two wins combined. <laughs> the yeah. highest ranking is 303 in our <laughs> yeah indiana just added like wins to their win column that's literally what they did like <laughs> yeah yeah they have even more than one win besides xavier at this point in the season yeah their road win against xavier was a two-point win so it's not great but like they've been blowing out these teams there's no reason that i have i had indiana kind of i had them say the same point I'm looking at this right now and I deeply regret having them ahead of UConn. Like that's just embarrassing. So I think, I think, I think Indiana should be maybe nine in my rankings, but uh, yeah, they haven't done anything wrong yet, but. Yeah. Say, I got on 11. They start, they, I have this, the, well, we've been since Baylor, we've been discussing my second tier. I, they're, I still have them high enough. Like they're, they, they haven't done anything to do that. Yeah, you got them at 11. It's like, we're, we're just, we're on the opposite sides of the uh, AP poll, but yeah, let's move on to number nine. So as I said, I have UConn here. I honestly feel like I should have UConn at like six or seven. So I don't want to talk about this. This was, this was a bad, that was a bad ranking on my point. I mean, I, it's, it's definitely, I, I talked about the preseason prediction. Like, I guess you were higher on them. I'm, I'm surprised I have UConn higher at this point, but yeah, it's, if they weren't, you, you, it's like still early in the season to completely throw out your uh, initial poll. 
Yeah, but no, I actually, I, I've, I've been really high on the UConn team, and I didn't give them the respect they deserved. They, they blew out everybody. Um, they yeah. solid teams. I got Alabama at nine. Um, you got them at ten. So this is another one where we're like, we're neck and neck with each other in terms of where we rank them. Yeah, you did have we when you first went about it, you did have Alabama a little higher, but yeah, I was still in my head like, oh, UNC is probably still like a top fifteen team. Like before I hadn't looked at the AP poll, I hadn't really like I hadn't gone that far down my rankings. Yeah, as you're going down the rankings, and you're like, oh, UNC is probably gonna hit my rankings pretty soon. Like, yeah, so I was thinking that was a higher quality win, eleven point win against Michigan State, um, Connecticut. I have super high, so I'm not like a fifteen point loss is bad, but it is bad. That's that's the reason I have them not like. I, I don't have my top 10, do I? Oh, I do, but... They, make, they, they come in at 10. They're 12, 11 in the AP poll. So it seems like there's a pretty... At least us in the AP poll have a pretty solid consensus on them. Yeah. Um, in terms of, uh, yeah, that UNC game was interesting. Uh, yeah, they, they, they didn't, like, make it, like, clear they were better than UNC. It was a four-overtime four game, so, like... And, just messy basketball. It's like it, they got the win, but like, is this? Like, I'm. Am I, am I more impressed by either of these teams by the end of this game? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a real eventful. Uh, was that for the fifth place in that tournament? <laughs> oh yeah, that was. That's because it. Well, yeah, yeah. Because well, yeah, uh, yeah. we lost twice, so yeah, that had to be for the fifth and sixth spot. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't that wasn't incredible, especially for two teams that are pretty had had pretty high pedigrees coming into the season. Um, I mean, Alabama wasn't insane or anything, but they are now ahead of UNC in the rankings. So they have they have at least more expectations now that, that, that uh, even if they didn't start that way. Yeah. So yeah, we just, yeah you just said you had them at nine. I got Alabama at ten. Um, ugh, I'm looking at it. I literally have them on the same tier as UConn. That's so disrespectful to UConn. Yeah, I got them on the same tier as you. It's a big tier, but it's uh, they're it's 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 it's, a, it's early in the season that I think have like crazy crazy lines in the sand. Yeah. But all right, let's move on to your number ten to finish off here. Yeah, so this ends my uh, this ends my second tier. I got all these teams pretty heavily grouped up. Uh, I got I got Gonzaga at ten. Uh, they are fourteen in the AP poll. I think me, uh, I have Gonzaga here at eleven, like right behind Alabama. Yeah, we really really came together at the end of our top ten. Yeah, we had those same teams except Creighton and Tennessee were our big differences. Yeah, but, we, really, we usually disagree more with this than, than, than this. Hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, I feel like we had some spirited debates on the ones we did disagree on. So, but yeah, I, the, my problem my problem with Gonzaga is I, I honestly I don't think this team is that good like compared to their other teams, and I, I really they could have been lower in my rankings, but. Michigan State was a barely win for them. They got crushed by Texas, and they got crushed by Purdue. It's not like they even competed with these things. They got crushed by both Texas and Purdue. And then they barely beat Xavier. So Gonzaga has not really looked good at all to start the season. Yeah, and I'm just not sure. Like, Timmy by himself is going to, like, generate – it's going to be – they're going to have a good offense. Like, there's all, I just don't see a world in which their offense isn't one of the best. They're number one in Ken Palm. They got maybe the best offensive player in the country. It just it's impossible they're not gonna have a good offense. I don't know what they're I don't know who who's what tall defensive personnel do they have really at this point. Like it doesn't it, it, they're just like getting it, they just can't really stop anyone right now. Yeah. No, it's not looked good so far. And I don't really know if they have a great second score behind Timmy. Like Strother and Bolton are definitely the candidates, but they they're shooting under 50% each and they, they are shooting really well from three, but 
I don't know. Someone's got to step up if this team's going to contend for a championship. Yeah, and I just I, – I, it may just be – it may just end up having to be, like, coaching. It may just be that they need to, like – this these teams – these guys were not expected to be the defensive players. Like, last year you had Holgram, like, who was maybe the best defensive player in the country. Uh, uh, and then you also had Nemhart, who was also a really quality defensive guard. Like, yeah. that's no, a lot of defensive talent to lose, and no one's really taken that step yet. Like, that, that this is going to be – it's going to be really hard to just be an offensive team. Um, like you gotta have, you got, there's gotta be like a little bit more of a baseline, I think. And I don't think they're going to be bad. Like I'd be surprised if they weren't like a top three seed, top four seed, but there's, I, I don't see, yeah, I don't see this. They'll, as a they'll, pick up, they'll pick up a lot of wins in the West coast conference. St. Mary's is the only team that like is going to give them a run for their money. But yeah, this honestly, like, yeah, this doesn't feel like a year where like Gonzaga's like, it's like a lock for them to win the West Coast Conference. I think St. Mary's could give them a run for their money because I just don't think – I don't see this Gonzaga team like – like Gonzaga teams of the past just come on the court and you expect them to win every time. Like I don't think this team's going to they, – they've already shown it. They can't string as many wins together as they have. No, no. And that's 100%. Like if you're – if they were – if they were even just like a more – if they were the same quality team and they were just more well-balanced, I think I would be more confident in them just like kind of plowing through the West Coast Conference. But there's going to – they're going to be nights where they just give up like they're they're not shooting well and their defense is not gonna their defense isn't gonna keep them in every game. Like that's just that I I like I'm I'm interested to see how they play Baylor because that's a high impact offense. And I mean they gave 102 points to Portland State. So yeah. Or yeah. sorry, they gave they put up they gave 70 points to Portland State. They put up a 102 on them, but like still like they're giving a lot of points to these bad teams. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But yeah, no, I think that's probably the big game of the week. Uh, Baylor Gonzaga will be fun um, but yeah I think rankings are starting to shape out and kind of start forming opinions on teams and they actually can we can actually play like the resume game finally thank god yeah I, I, the, fee, the day after feast week or the rankings after feast week is always a lot of fun and like if that's when the rankings really start like and we're also getting enough games under under the belt like I think when there's only been like four or five games played per team like it's, you just don't know much about the team, like especially if they played half their games against nobodies. Like, there's just it's hard to learn a ton from a team playing against a team that's not even gonna make like not even gonna win their like local tournament. Like, they're not even gonna win their like their their minor mid major tournament. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Anything else? Now we have like seven or eight games for everyone. I think we're getting we're getting a little bit more. I think we're getting some like pretty solidified like who these teams are a bit more. Yeah. I was glad to get a high state in the ranking for once. I don't know how long that's going to last with us playing against Duke this week, but I don't know. Duke looks vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Rack up another really nice win. Yep. So, yeah. All right. I think we wrap there. Thank you for listening. And uh, there'll be some good games to cover next week and hopefully some more shuffling in the rankings. And, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next time.